0: If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsisBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th, at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
0: Uh-huh. So, Hi keep that in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Halifax. <laughs> uh, it's me, Reese, from Canadian Politics is Bordering with Jesse from Canadian politics is boring. Hello, we're, this is um, and we've got a, a live show. We should have run this. Reese loves improving. We've ads. got a live show. Do you, do you in hear? person, this totally sounds scripted, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're doing it. We're finally doing a live show in person, in the flesh. If you are in Halifax, Nova Scotia, this Thursday, August the nineteenth, August the nineteenth, at around six p.m. ish, we will be in Grand Parade in downtown Halifax performing on stage, the Halifax trivia, ultimate, Halifax. ultimate Halifax trivia, or ultimate Halifax quiz quiz. I'm, this is a really I'm, good trailer. I messed this up so much. It's so, fine. It's fine. So Reese is going to come up with questions for how Hal- about Halifax and me and other participants, other comedians, other comedians, other comedians are going to be tested. And for a undisclosed, prize that he's going to present to the winner it's free it's free and after our little How ultimate health x quiz there will be other comedians performing there yeah. will be other sources of entertainment we'll hang out we'll, we'll hang, hang out afterwards. we'll hang out come you know well, then, get it by the time if comes it it'll be close to my bedtime yeah probably right but um, like it's free this this thursday the 19th grand parade 6 p.m come down say hi have a good time and if, if you it. don't live in Halifax or Nova Scotia, you live in a different province, I'm very sorry. Thanks for listening to but, our ad for other people having a good time that you can't join in on. Just because you were born in the wrong province, yeah. Province, we can't help that. So Yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of sad.
1: Do on with the show! On with the show! A playlist original.
0: Just watching. Me. The medium is the message.
1: Proof is approved. What kind of proof? It's approved.
0: It has no core identity. Splash potatoes are no gravy,
1: you know what I'm saying? Speaking uh, moistly on them.
2: Hello and
3: welcome to Just Watch Me. I'm Kate. And I'm Liv. And today on the podcast, we have two very special guests from... From a podcast called Canadian Politics is Boring. So, in their podcast, Reese attempts to convince Jesse that Canadian politics are an, actually a fiery roller coaster full of murder, double crossing, and infamy. Their show has broken the top five podcasts in Canada on Apple Podcasts. So, we hope that by a mere association, we might propel our own show to the same success. So, welcome to uh, Jesse and Reese
0: finally the truth comes out Have hey see thank now. you for having us <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you for having us
2: it's always been a ploy um so why don't we uh so maybe introduce yourselves we're interested to know about your show how it came to be um how does a welshman end, end up meeting a canadian and starting a podcast what's what's your origin story there
0: no, well, no. I, I was exiled from Wales It's uh, true I'm <laughs> Because he's such a rabid uh, a, a, a rabid nudist Yeah, right? yeah, yeah Public nudist mm-hmm. uh, They don't allow it But um, they do in Canada on one beach in HRM and That's yeah, You spend yeah. the majority of your time <laughs> yeah. uh, So uh, <laughs> I moved to Canada Three years ago And me and Jesse were working together uh, Making pretty average corporate films I would say a, soul-sucking play. corporate films Soul-sucking yeah. corporate films But we always had a riot when we were in the room together and I was like, oh, we should do a podcast one day. And then um, and then for about a year and a half, every two months, you would text me with a podcast idea. And yeah. I would say, yes, let's do that. That's a great idea. And it would never happen. Never. Until about two years later, uh, you, you text me with the one podcast idea I genuinely didn't want to do, which is Canadian politics. And you just you fucking ran with it. Can we swear on your show? Please so- oh, do. Yeah. So well, the-, <laughs> the thing is, is that I just watched the my first ever Canadian election, which I, I can't vote. I mean, there's going to be another one. I can't vote because I'm, I'm only a permanent resident, not a citizen. But uh, our podcast can run. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can talk because about if politics. a talking, walking I peanut can, can run, yeah, yeah. then our podcast as a as a as a format as a medium can run in the election. And I think we should, we should, yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, a podcast as a candidate. <laughs> the, um, so, <laughs> I, and I was like, oh, I don't, I was so, so wrapped up in like what was going on with Brexit back in the UK. It was like, I need to learn about politics because I'm, I'm really invested here. My kids are pretty much Canadian three years later. You know, they love it here. So I, I should stop looking at British stuff and look more at Canadian stuff. And, and I raised a new nothing. So I was like, well, what if I, I Jesse only votes because his friends make him. It's true. <laughs> um, and then I want to learn about it. So what if I'm one lesson ahead of a Canadian teaching a Canadian about their own politics? Um, and and uh, that was it. And then like, we're like 110 episodes in, and I actually I actually know a lot more about the Canadian system. I've never learned more about the Canadian <laughs> politics system in um, my um, entire. <laughs> Jesse has has somehow managed to be entertained and interested in Canadian politics for the first time in his life. That's true. <laughs> so
3: so then, would you say that you've accomplished your mission? Like,
0: yep, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: it. That's it. <laughs> okay so so what's the verdict at the end of the day is jesse like is canadian politics truly boring
0: oh god no it's it's now an ironic title because the world <laughs> canadian politics is boring and so it can it can keep sticking that way despite me <laughs> having changed my mind on the topic but uh no canadian i mean canadian politics is anything but boring it's i mean some of the some of the examples reese has given me i want to double down on these i want to do more of uh who's who's mackenzie king, king yeah. is a like, mate Oh Completely my God.
2: under how crazy the Mackenzie King I, life story really is.
0: His own TV show, like his own mini-series. His own, like, it's, yeah. If you can have an entire podcast on, on Doug Ford, you can have an entire podcast on Mackenzie King.
3: So, Jesse, we have something to tell you. Katie and I have a drinking game, actually, of every time during your podcast that you say, this should be a mini-series.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You need to email them to us to remind. Them yeah, that that's did. great. Oh my god, no, hold on. please tell me that's true. Is that actually true because that I that would be amazing if someone actually made a drinking <laughs> game.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I it was something I took note of in your podcast. Was I drinking while listening to your podcast? Cannot confirm or deny.
0: It's more it's, it doesn't it's have to it's be it's highly suggested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, if you had to, maybe we'll we'll go there. If you had to pick one of the stories from Canadian Spies Are Boring to make into a miniseries, what would it be? Oh,
0: my God. Oh, yeah. I think it would have to be... Cameron yeah. notice? No, Igor Gazenko. Oh, yeah, right. Just like, you know, he... Because <laughs> he was seduced by Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, he... He thought he, <laughs> he thought he was being sent back to Russia to be punished because he thought he'd done something wrong. And they were I'm gonna and they were And he had a little kid, and his wife was pregnant with like another daughter. And then you know the fact that he was he was like right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna let Canada know and the Western countries know that Russia's spying on them, and I'm gonna give them all the information. And then to go to the police station and for them not to believe him, and then to go somewhere else and somewhere else, and then have to have to go home. <laughs> And then I go. Can we hide in, in your apartment to the neighbor then to hear the KGB like go through all this stuff? You know, it's just it would just it's just such an epic story. It is an epic story. I mean, that would make an amazing like one off Netflix. Series. And exactly. And then for him to then spend the rest of his life when he did public appearances to talk about his book to wear a pillowcase over his head what? Uh, with eye holes cut out. Yeah, because well, um, he was because he was on the run from the KGB. Did you tell me that was that? On the yeah, show? I thought he also... wore
2: a hat. I didn't know he wore a pillowcase.
0: Was there a pillow? It was sure. It looked like a pillowcase or something. <laughs> Over his like head. a balaclava? I would have worn a balaclava because a pillowcase is... is
3: that makes a lot of sense. Like that's I feel like a balaclava, a balaclava we would, balaclava would have is. remembered. That slipped
0: yeah. two inches <laughs> to the right or left, and you got a pointy edge look. of it <laughs> straight up. That's not a good look. Anyone cold, you want me to light this piece of wood? You know, it's dangerous.
2: <laughs> that was pretty wild part of the story when you revealed that he had... Brought like, he had brought his documents, he had brought his stuff to the RCMP, and they were like, uh, no thanks, it's okay. Like, espionage is usually something that the cops kind of care about. Like, the fact that they had to convince, he had to convince them was pretty wild.
0: Also Mackenzie King, like, just being fed up and going, oh, this is going to be work. Go, <laughs> 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 <That's laughs> cool. Can we just, uh, just pretend it didn't happen? You know, um, for him to be like, he was obviously burnt out from World War II. Um, which you know, uh, which is understandable, but you just you just <laughs> want to accept the truth that uh, Russia has had a lot of moles in in Canada. Really, that was, that was the most. I think that was the be the e- most easy to translate to screen. Um is and it, Mackenzie King not believing? But they, can we? No, just then the we whole, can do a spin thing. Just the whole, just the whole story. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, oh, I thought you were going to say the most believable aspect of that was Mackenzie King not believing him. No, Which would be great, because then we could we could use that and really like hone in on that for an episode and then hopefully do a spin-off called Oh, Mackenzie. Oh, Mackenzie. Oh, Mc- yeah, and it's like a sitcom. Right, yeah. <laughs> that could be the, the tagline, <laughs> the slogan, in the show. Oh, Mackenzie.
3: Changing gears slightly back to the spies. <laughs> oh, really? If I
0: might. I'm talking about spies. Do we need an ASMR break?
3: <laughs> so, you're main podcast like we talked about is about politics and now you're talking about spies so how did that happen <laughs> what well, was it about did you like was there a particular story that really got yeah. you invested
0: well, yeah, we did we did an experiment last december where we <clears throat> did the winter festival of unaligned <clears throat> celebration advent calendar advent calendar Well, fuck ac- which was uh from the first uh, can't do, i can't remember listen. the acronym yeah, yeah, up to this day, this is, <laughs> I can't remember my own acronym. But um, the it was basically every day leading up to the 25th, we did a, a daily show that was uh, just talking about funny politics in winter or to do with seasonal holidays and everything like that. Like and one of them was, guess how many Canadians drink eggnog here? Like it was just stupid little. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is Reese meant to have that be like a three-minute little podcast yeah, yeah. per day. And it ended up being like 20 minutes every single day. <laughs> I a daily show for 25 days. It was tough, but um, so we, but it went really well. Like we we had got really good feedback from the listeners and now they expect us to do one every year, which um, I'm, I'm already... You really painted yourself in a corner there. I knew that was going to happen, by the way. I don't know how you didn't see that. But I thought, I thought we were getting to the middle of the year and I was like, oh, we should do something else. And we thought like roughly in the middle of the year, it'd be good to do another daily and um and I was because because the show's about politics and we're trying to find stories about politics, a lot of these spy stories didn't really fit. I'd come across them because spying in politics kind of goes hand in hand. But I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if we just did a season of 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 uh spy shows. And then also it might draw a new audience in because you know, a lot of people don't even waste their time even testing out political content thing. But if right. you talk about spies and something different, that might draw people in. And it was it was just an experiment on that re- uh, for that reason. For those reasons, I guess, but um, and it's just fun. I, I I like the intensity of doing a run of daily shows and just to choose. He pet, says that before <laughs> uh, before he does them, but then in the middle and at the end, he swears he'll never do one again. Yeah, yeah. then he does. <laughs> it's <a> terrible idea.
1: <laughs> so, uh,
0: like, but it, I, I think like, the research was. You know, I'm I'm always finding. I, I compulsively research the episodes you the find shit that no one's heard of I don't like it's not it's not just me who's blown away other people are like how the fuck is we this stuff <laughs> the one I'm most proud of though and this is really Wolfgate? funny Wolfgate I don't, I don't know if you listened to that episode about the the the, um, the military were testing out um, it's the most whether they could make people story. in the Annapolis Valley in Nova Scotia believe in wolves by playing the sounds of wolves howling <laughs> um, uh, and it was so, just a weird experiment to try and influence public opinion So uh, a lot of people, it it was a really random article that I found and we talked about it, but one of our listeners um, had a gift for Jesse recently and lived locally. And he was, he was, he, he recently retired from, um, uh, from spying essentially. He was, he was in the, he was working for the Canadian government as um, in, in terms of uh, in that field, I can't remember exactly what he said in terms of his, what he did, but he just retired. And he said, when he listened to the episode, he he was asking around, like, what the hell were they Because <laughs> he, he hadn't heard of it either, and he was working in, in the department. And stuff. It's so amazing. it was kind of a, but it was, you just, I just troll the internet looking for these random articles and, and news things. Did and... you say you troll the internet that we just said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> troll. <laughs> T-R-A-W-L. Like a trawler. What? Troll. Troll. Uh, yeah. What's... To tr- troll? To troll. Where you just drive... You just file through stuff. <laughs> like a... Anyway. Yeah, I. I oh, go anywhere. on the and I read <laughs> and I make notes and I go, that'd be a good story. And then we build an episode up. Now Reese is describing I'm- the <laughs> act of researching. Thank you, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk with about 45 future episodes kind of in notes already. And, I just, amazing. and I've got a problem. <laughs> That's great. You've got a, You've got like a <laughs> uh, a release good. for that problem. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. illegal. It's I great. <laughs> talk about it. It's
3: fine. <laughs> <laughs> so in your episode on CSIS, you are filling out an application to be a member of CSIS. And um, I just want to know, has anyone called you about that?
0: I, I didn't actually finish it. But, <laughs> but, um, really, I, I, I kind of feel like I, I breached the rules of not being... You, just,
3: a... you blew it by doing it live on a podcast.
0: So I, don't, I just I just don't think I'd be a very a very good spy because, um, I don't know, I, I think I just want you to get the interview. I don't want you to actually be a spy. <laughs> just go for, just go for the interview. Can you imagine? That would be a, a feather in your cap. I'm terrible (laughs) because if I feel uncomfortable, I have to make jokes, and job interviews are not the time to make a joke.
2: (laughs) It's probably not a good characteristic for a spy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, I'm not wearing a wire, a laser. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder
2: if you have to sign an NDA just after interviewing with CSIS. I bet you they got that shit on lock. Yeah. I must.
0: Yeah, you've got to sign like. In the UK, they call it the Official Secrets Act. I don't know if they call it here or whatever. But-
2: the I've- Official Secrets Act is such a cute
0: name for that. Oh, <laughs> it's like something that like a 10 year old will, will give to someone else in their treehouse. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the tax office, you've got to like, sign the, the official secrets. Secret You're looking Act. at people's confidentiality. After spinning around three times, hitting your head three yeah, times, yeah, yeah. and swearing off women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs>
2: it's the official secrets promise of the Yaya Sisterhood. <laughs>
0: But I find it really interesting. Like we, like we, we showed some of the, the re- recruitment videos. They were like we were saying. Like, I, um, it looked like a you know a J.J. Abrams kind of directed them. They were well, they weren't quite that production standard, but the style was very much. Uh, <laughs> they were really good, but um, I, it just blew my mind that they were like going. Well, let's embrace popular culture and the style of how people see spying in popular culture, even though everyone else I, I know. Um, or every other every other time I've seen it, they try and downplay. They go, "It's not like the movies. It's actually quite boring. You sat in a van listening to people's phone calls for twelve hours a day, you know, six days a week or whatever. Or it's just paperwork or um, uh, setting up a network or something." And uh, they, they Canada didn't go for that. They were like, "Let's just bullshit <laughs> to get as many people <laughs> apply as possible. Let's make it look as sexy as possible, and then." <laughs> And then, when they're disappointed, it's too late. They've signed the Official Secrets (laughs) Act and they're earning 60 grand a year and they they won't want to quit.
3: (laughs) Okay, so now I'm going to give you a teeny, teeny pop quiz about your own show. Where I'm going to ask you some questions about the different episodes, and you can just give maybe our listeners a little bit of a teaser of what to expect, maybe entice them to come listen to certain episodes. So um, since we're talking about CSIS, let's start with CSIS. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what CSIS stands for and how it was birthed?
2: And the point of this question is that I would bet that most Canadians don't know we have a Canadian intelligence service of our own.
0: I think I've, I've met up a lot of people who, who've heard of CSIS. I always, you know, three people. That's so, true, yeah. Um, you <laughs> uh, Canadian. I can't remember. The Canadian, Canadian Secret Intelligence Service. That's my guess. I mean, there's an. I, I, it's not a guess. I a should know. A couple know. eyes and E's in there, a, I think, or the uh, PH maybe a, a silent Q. But that's my dyslexia. I can tell you exactly why it was set up because the too many moles and the uh, the Royal Mounted Police had failed so badly at. Uh, maintaining, it's not the question. Yeah, true. They did. So you know, sure. like, "How you did ask me that question, didn't you?" you did ask. Yeah,
3: me. no, you I did. not confirm that question was asked by me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, so uh, Jesse. For
0: the podcast listeners, Reese was telling me to shut my face, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, not I anybody else. Nobody else, just Jesse. <laughs> um, but the uh, uh, yeah, they, they set it up because they it needed to be civilian run because the the Mounties hadn't done a great job, and uh, they needed to do it differently. Not a surprise. Uh, in a nutshell, I guess.
2: Okay, next question. Okay. Hey. Can you tell the listeners why you say James Bond is Canadian?
0: Because he is. <laughs> James Bond is fictional, fictitious, but he was. Um...
3: Really? He's not a real guy.
0: No, I know. I know. It's sorry. It's sorry <laughs> to break Don't this people, bubble. Kept transforming but... into new people every time. Ian Fleming went to uh, Camp X, which is where they train new spies, and he went there with one of the lead. Uh, spies at camp x and we actually became friends with them and and was inspired by this man i forget the guy's name william stevenson william stevenson From manitoba of manitoba right. okay so he was inspired by william stevenson to create a fictional fictional character based off of his friend who uh he met during uh, camp x where he was learning to be a spy is that accurate enough yeah I and mean, in camp x they learned how to kill people really well with well, screwdrivers yeah. and small <laughs> everyday objects with, the- <laughs> with a nasty look <laughs>
2: My next question is: Do you That's think Canadians just des-
0: like you know if we're telling the truth or not? Because can we just bullshit you? <laughs> no way. We-,
2: we listen to the we we listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think Canadians deserve a Bond? And if so, what would his name be?
0: Ah, oh, mm. see, I think we should just get a Canadian actor to play James Bond. Because, like who? Do you have
3: mind? Seth Rogen, I guess, is the best we Canada has to offer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think if Canada had a bond, it would be like a Seth Rogen type. Yeah, like, I don't think that Canada could have a serious, a serious bond, like a self-serious
0: bond. I mean, I could see Justin Trudeau moving on to being a spy because like, <laughs> he did, he did act, didn't he? he was he yeah, performed in like a world. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You mean like a fictional spy, not like a real no. spy?
0: Right. I think like as he could go to places. As Justin Trudeau, the former prime minister, whenever he's done in office, you know, as, as prime ministers and as presidents do. But while he's there, dun, 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 he puts on like another man's mask, just that person's skin over his. That's how it works, right? And then. Is that
3: what they're still doing? This. Those... <laughs> it's very Charlie's Angels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that
2: what the disguise team is working on in 2021? I think maybe not. <laughs>
0: So everyone, even though James Bond was a spy, the bad guys always knew his name and knew who he was. So
2: Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah, which the- seems which which seemed like an error, right? Like
0: I know exactly who that. It, Shit.
2: It, it's uh
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh can you so Reese, you allege the Cold War started in Canada. Can you explain why you make that allegation and give us a, a little teaser of the events that led to the Cold War um that, that took place in Canada?
0: Yeah, so during World War II, while the Allies were fighting with the Soviet Union, uh, the Soviet Union were already thinking ahead to the end of the war and had established spy networks to a lot of Western countries uh, to steal nuclear secrets and to you know find out what they were up to. And Igor Gazenko, who was working in um, the Soviet uh, amb- uh, embassy in, in Ottawa, revealed that, that there was this network of spies in Canada. And it was the first... Uh, allied country to to really uh, realize that they had this going on and that uh, they were be inspired on by Joseph Stalin and and the crew, as he called them, I guess. <laughs> Just Stalin, you know,
2: Stalin and the crew. As <laughs> Stalin, and, <laughs>
0: Stalin crew. and the crew, yeah. Khrushchev and the rest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, Reese, can you tell us about the illegals program and how it operated in Canada?
0: Yeah, so. Um, it was kind of real deep-cover spies. The idea was, if you met a spy who was from the, from the illegals program, as far as you knew, they were either born in Canada or, or they were typically from. Um, a lot, some a lot of them had come from Canada, but they they would seem um, as American or Western as as they they were supposed to be, as if they'd lived their whole lives and they had no hint of being um, uh, from uh, f- from abroad, really, and. Uh, they They would steal the identities of dead people from those countries, start families, build businesses um, and it was yeah when it was exposed, it kind of blew people's minds the level of uh, the level they'd gone to in terms of like planting these people that would al- were almost undetectable already
3: we uh, we did an episode if anyone's interested on uh, Gordon Lonsdale so that was, it was he was like he was a fake Canadian too and he had a similar story to um, to an illegal. He like stole an identity, oh, really? a dead um, Canadian, or like a, ch- a child dead who died yeah. Yeah. Well. in Canada. And then he went to England and um, did some crazy stuff. <laughs> and we did it because the RCMP
2: was key in, was, was critical in uh, bringing down the Portland spiring because of Gordon Lonsdale. But my favorite part about learning about the illegals was that, they went so far to do all this stuff to create these fake identities to, they were like supposedly excellently trained, but a lot of reports found that they, a lot of them were quite ineffectual and kind of did nothing and kind of did like Enjoy. weird harassment espionage and not actually like, you know, bringing down <laughs> North America and mostly just would like, I don't know, screw with people when they weren't at home.
0: I, I, um, I love That's what I loved about the Americans, the TV show was the, you know they they played that played their off where um the one you know the, the wife was still really on course with a mission and 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 the husband was like oh i quite like 1980s america and reagan this is pretty cool i could, got a trans am um i don't know
2: seduced I, by the trans am <laughs> exactly
0: so i kind of i like how the um you know the, to, to stay true to that mission for so long having kind of living in that environment and stuff is so weird. It's and I felt so like I was so happy the kids got citizenship because like what a what a rug to have pulled under under from <laughs> turns, hey kids, turns out that uh, your parents uh, they stole the identities of two dead Canadians. Uh they're actually spies for a foreign country and you have to go and live in Russia now. Um like if you're when you're a teenager you're going through enough already. You don't need that. I don't know looking back on, on me growing up in Canada <laughs> yeah thank you please yeah. continue uh, when, <laughs> when, I, when we first moved to canada our first canada day as a family like with my wife and my kids we went we, we were kind of like is this what you do? do do you wave flags on your head and we bought <laughs> loads of stuff and we were just like and I, I was like we were like joking about the fact it was like we were calling ourselves the canadians and everything so so a- you
3: have an, uh, an episode about weapons of mass destruction in Canada. And I was pretty surprised to find out that there is uh, some, I don't even know what to call them, bombs off the coast of Nova Scotia. So can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, the, at the end of World War II, they were like, hey, we've made all these bombs and bullets and things and chemical weapons. Well, there's a lot of chemical weapons. So they just dumped them in the ocean. Um, and then on a map seems
3: safe yeah yeah yeah.
0: i think i asked you this before but do do you know if they're radioactive in nature i don't think they're radioactive but i think there's some bad stuff in there because there was a (laughs) (laughs) maritime uh, not the maritime provinces but specifically uh nova scotia maybe pei in new brunswick so okay the maritime provinces have the highest rate of cancer in all of canada to the point where they're issuing, like they've issued a study. They're like, "What the fuck is going on? That's weird."
3: Oh, I heard about this. It's yeah. so funny that you said that. Yeah, it's true.
0: If it, and if it has anything to do with a huge, huge yeah, maybe it's the huge the dumping of radioactive weapons outside, and then the lobster that like grow on top of them, and then we eat them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think lobsters grow so they like go it's glowing like- and they go on there and they go Whoa. yeah oh, you see oh, the see. that's yeah, where yeah, the blue yeah. ones come from exactly yeah yeah <laughs> um but I, I, I think like yeah that they, they it's been there for sixty years and I um because like like we said in the episode there's a bunch of missing nuclear weapons that are in bogs or at the bottom of the ocean and they do have um you know fissionable materials is that the right term I don't know nuclear potentially like you know nuclear material and radiation leak, could leak out of them in the future um, if, if like salt water corrodes or whatever or a rock falls on it. Um it's or a not kid, if salt water Or corrodes, a kid it's, kicks it's when really salt up. water yeah. corrodes.
2: I <laughs> love that nuclear weapons are missing. It's like, oh, <laughs> I thought it was in this cupboard. Like, how do you...
0: This <laughs> savannah in Georgia, there's a, uh, there's a bomb that is famously lost in the bogs there. And I spoke to a guy, because I was pitching an idea to the BBC about um, missing nuclear weapons. that They never got made. But um, I spoke to him. <laughs> And he'd spent his whole life looking for, for missing bombs. And he lived near where this bomb is supposed to be. Um, and it's just just mind-blowing. You think that half, apparently, you said like half the community uh, want to find it and work out where it is and, and get it. The other half would want to ignore it and just carry on with life. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, it's such a weird thing to try and wrap your head around. It's like, should we look for this weapon that could wipe us all out or poison the waterways, or should we just... Just pretend it's not there, and just, <laughs> just drink this beer and just chill out. You know?
2: What's your favorite episode of your mini series,
0: and why? The last one because it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> pretty <laughs> show.
3: well, that you guys is are a really stoned. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I
0: I like the William Stevenson one, the 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 one about you know the, the Canadian James Bond, just because I think I'd heard of him before, but in the UK they always they they like to rewrite history to say he was british because canada you know because because of the canadian connection and you know being part of the commonwealth and everything like british spymaster and but he wasn't he was like a canadian and uh, and also I'm, i was so surprised that so few canadians know that about him because he pretty much created all of these kind of like the cia and mi6 are all based around his work and what he did. So like modern spy culture and popular culture and everything is just created by this one guy from Manitoba who had also was an incredible businessman as well, who built like, who was, uh, you know, the the kind of hotshot billionaire of his day, I guess, and then gave all his time and energy and resources for free to become, to set up like his own uh, off the book spy agency. Uh, it And yeah, it's just crazy. I, I just think that these, um, It's just fascinating and not heard, not talked about enough. I guess maybe it is. I'm just in the wrong. No,
3: I completely agree. I'm actually from Winnipeg, and like people in Winnipeg love to talk about everything that's from Winnipeg, especially Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if you knew that. And, um, I do, yeah, now you do. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and not a mention of James Bond being actually from Manitoba,
0: it could be a museum, I think 100%.
3: 100%. Million-dollar idea right there.
0: Winnie the Peg Museum? No, Winnie the Peg.
3: (laughs) Winnie the Peg.
0: just a clothes peg in a forest. (laughs) A little boy playing with the peg. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, God. I I thought, again, I'm from the UK. Everybody used to pretend that was like a British story. um, Because they Winnie the Pooh? I think Br- Well,
3: it is. It's, it is. is The only part of it that's from Winnipeg is the bear. The bear was like, they America. were in, it America's was like Winnipeg. the child named the bear Winnie ah. after Winnipeg. So it's like, Canadian it's a loose connection. Well,
0: there's a Canadian so. heritage moment, uh, like for it, and I don't know how much truth is in this Canadian heritage minute, but like, yeah, the the, the author of Winnie the Pooh was walking with his kid and they in Winnipeg and they come across the zoo and they see the little bear named winnie after Winnipeg, and the kids like you should name your cartoon character after winnie the name of winnie the pooh
3: so let's talk about what's next for you both um on your podcast your regular podcast and in your life but let's start with the podcast uh
0: what's next what's next well i don't know we we just we just finished like a, a um we had a strange month where Samsung decided to get involved, and we did all these. We did like a photo shoot where we were using Samsung gear and stuff. That was weird. Um, and <laughs> my favorite part with that Samsung promotional offer is that they they literally paid Samsung paid for promotional material of of recent I like catching frisbees and playing tennis and running or two like middle-aged men like badly doing these exercises but the best the best part of these paid instagram and twitter promotional pieces was that they made no mention of who we actually were or our podcast we just it's just suddenly two men just <laughs> two, two unfit two men unfit men Using Samsung, using Samsung That's it Not like Reese <laughs> and Jesse From the Canadian Politics Is Boring podcast Nope Just here's Reese In his pool Enjoying his <laughs> <laughs> So yeah Just, just two very, very Average funny. looking men Floating around And uh, Don't get me wrong I'm eternally grateful yeah, That yeah. Samsung wanted To sponsor us but It's just a very funny Way of going about it Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, so I don't know Whether we'll I don't know whether We're going to do More stuff like that I have no idea Maybe that was the first and last time who knows (laughs) we'll find out maybe sam we traumatized sam's like but um the i think we will definitely do wafakak in the winter um coming up so we'll do from the first of december we're hoping to do something with uh with the election coming up yes yeah with the election we're going to do our own election coverage as an alternative to i still i still thoroughly like no joke i really think our podcast should run in the election as a candidate it's not possible what would
2: the platform be
0: Candy for everyone. Yeah.
2: One issue. <laughs> One issue. Yeah,
0: exactly. Not enough candy. <laughs> and, and the other thing is we... Mind do, your own business. Mind That's, your own business.
2: <laughs> your own business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the other thing is we do want to start doing live shows. I think we've... Yeah. I mean, we've thought about it for a long time. So we, we might start dipping our toe in and experimenting with live podcast records and see if there's any appetite for it. Um, I don't know. If we like fly out to Toronto and try and do a show and three people turn up um that'd be great that'd be oh great god
2: that'd be great you five would have a good time i'm sure
0: <laughs> just move to the bar get off the stage and just go and drink at the bar <laughs> we're bringing the microphones over to the bar make room <laughs> i mean like i'm excited to be a part of of uh, a show that continues to grow and entertain people i mean i, I grew up in a family of as I've mentioned on the show before, both of my parents uh, were professional comedians um, growing up, which made things weird, but entertaining. And so I just kind of grew up in a family of entertainers. And I like the idea of entertaining people. And I like being a part of this podcast. And Reese and I have constant conversations about like, what can we do next? How can we grow this podcast? How can we do other shows, television, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just, yeah, it's exciting to me. We too. never do anything. We talk about it. Yeah, we talk about We don't do yeah. this at all. Okay. <laughs> The weird thing—that's the weird thing with the politics show—is that our audience is typically um, like 40 and under, from the stats, which is really, really interesting. It's great, because that's not the—you know—there's a different generation people of people watching things like this hour is 22 minutes, so it's it's fun to kind of be tapping into a younger audience because, especially because they're the kind of people who don't normally vote as much. So to be able to talk about politics with, with that crowd is is good fun, I think. Yeah.
3: And I have to ask you, Reese, about your new podcast company, Podstarter. I'm super, just curious about how that's going and what it's about.
0: Brand new, started last week. It's amazing. <laughs> it's terrible. We make awful shows. It's true. No, uh, <laughs> we, uh, hopefully <laughs> now we uh, we we launched about two years ago, and we make um, yeah, we make business shows. We make uh, we're currently making a show about um, which is a really hard show to make because it's it's really uh, uh, really heavy to listen to, but it's about. Um, uh, transition houses for women who are fleeing domestic violence, which is kind of like a documentary podcast that we're building. We do uh, there's another comedy show that we've got called The Demon Seed, which is a spin-off of a show I used to make in the UK and um, that is on episode four at the moment that's grown really well too. Um, we've got a show about, called Little Blue Suitcase, which is about um, a, a guy who found love letters between his grandparents in World War II in a su- little blue suitcase in the basement. Um, and we do like corporate work and yeah it's, it's cool we're, we're based in Halifax but we're making um a lot of shows at the moment it's, it seems to have taken off um, people seem to like podcasts all of a sudden um I remember I remember when nobody else did <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you think this is kind of maybe this isn't a fair question but I'm curious because you guys are uh you have Podstarter and you're you're with a network do you think that um the days of independent Canadian podcasts are over. Do you think that independent Canadian podcasts can still rise and thrive? Might yeah. cut this question. I'm just curious what you guys think. No,
0: I, I, Canadian politics is boring. It has nothing to do with PodStarter. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's a separate thing. And and we and we started. We we at, like Reese literally just wrote to Apple Podcasts and straight up asked them, Hey, can we get it a new a noteworthy, please? And they said, sure. <laughs> yeah, that was just, like, that's that was how like we started. The, yeah, like, within yeah. our first month, they just we just asked and they said, okay. And that's got the attention yeah, yeah. of the Frequency Podcast Network and it went from there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, Honestly, I think that the all the stats are showing that Canadians are moving towards Canadian shows. And you just got to look at a lot of the, the front page of Apple or the front page of Spotify. And there are a lot of original Canadian offerings. And I think that as time goes on, um, there's, this podcasting is, you know, is it's still growing. It's still expanding, It's constantly changing, but I, I don't think that, I don't think that networks, networks are great. And I think that they'll always be good because they'll be able to put money into making certain kinds of shows. But I think podcasting always been this grassroots, uh, thing. It's always been people in their basements talking to their friends and, and that's, it's kind of, there's an accessibility to where anyone can start a podcast. And I don't think that will ever go away because all you need is a smartphone or a, a small recording equipment. And uh, I want the, I, I, in my head, I want the bar to remain low because if you don't have the money or you don't have a lot of time, but you still have something important to say or a, mm-hmm. a cool show idea, you should be able to to make it. And that still does happen. And I think that, um, I think what, while networks are able to kind of like you know cloud out the front page with with releases because they build those relationships, I like to think that. You know, there's, there's still the opportunity for independent shows to go through because yeah, this show's only existed for a year, year um, um, and we didn't have any money or anything to get started, and, <laughs> and we didn't. I didn't know anyone in any networks before we set up, and we just just started having fun and talking nonsense, and yeah. People seem to like it. So <laughs> and and like don't it. forget that also that there's different layers, different types of success when it comes to podcasting. A lot of people don't talk about it. Most people, when they talk about a successful podcast, they are thinking strictly in terms of audience numbers, uh, a la Joe Rogan sort of thing, where like if you don't have millions of listeners... To be able to draw in an audio like uh, sponsorship deals, then why even bother? But that's not the case at all. There's like a lot of different reasons. Like actually, that's one of the reasons Reese got into Podstart From what he told me, is is uh, you know there's companies that just want to be able to express certain information to people who are like already their customers or their customer base, and that could be a thousand people, you know, or that could be five hundred people. And if they're reaching that five hundred thousand, you know, people who are already interested in that. Um, then they've done their job, you know. Like I know people who use their podcast as a cathartic release, almost like, uh, like my my um, my one of my podcasts that I, I listen to. we I've mentioned it a bunch. Show uh, we live on a planet. Uh, Patrick he, he uses it almost like a, a personal journal for himself, and and like he's got a you know a number of people who listen to it on a regular basis because it's relaxing and calming, um, and uh, you know and so like there's it, there's different metrics of like how do the how how are you expecting to measure success with your podcast? And if the answer is only ever, I want to make millions of dollars through advertising and having millions of listeners. Good luck. It's, <laughs> it's definitely possible, but that's not the only type of success you can have with a podcast. Yeah. I, I I mean, think, sorry.
2: Laura Laura Palmer hasn't like solved the, um, the missing man in, on Vancouver Island, but you know, she's put out this show and investigated a story that was, she thought was under investigated. And since putting that out, she's gotten all kinds of tips and people are talking about it. Like there's lots of good reasons to have a podcast beyond, you know, becoming Joe Rogan. Um, You can do a lot of good and like people are using it in a public interest kind of way. And I think that's, that's awesome.
0: Think about the amount of really, really (laughs) cool people. You guys have been able to meet because your show exists.
3: Totally right so many we've also made a lot of friends too from podcasting (laughs) yeah you can make a lot of friends very under talked about I feel like but it's just like it's a great community like especially in Canada it's it's just not that big and it's such a great community and I find that like everyone we meet is so cool and and like kind and wonderful so it was a pleasure to meet you guys today so Mm -hmm. can you tell us where can people find you where can uh where can they listen
0: you can find Canadian politics is boring uh, anywhere that podcasts can be found, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Network, and the other ones. That and the uses. other ones that <laughs> nobody uses. That's less than one percent of people. Um, and also canadianpolitics.com, <laughs> dot our finished ha- ha- website. but a website that is at Paul. Uh,
3: Some really cool pictures, though, worth seeing.
0: We're, we're in, pictures on this. You did. Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, Jesse's like doing a one handed handstand.
0: A oh yeah my my days am ago.
3: i more familiar with it <laughs> 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 you guys
0: wow Let's i used to do capoeira when i was younger i everything but um, <laughs> i think the and um, yeah so oh and and right. we're like unlike um i don't know reese reese puts a lot of really funny stuff on our instagram yeah as well so the like, key's constantly kind of urging people and we've grown quite a bit i think we're up to 700 twitter followers and 500 something, and something 600 <laughs> instagram it's, yeah we're not a powerhouse but like We were at like dagging on 50 people for like a number of months. Yeah. yeah. And then it just kind of kept like Reese just won't shut up about the Instagram. He won't. And it grows. A
3: lot of humble bragging here, you guys. There's
0: nothing humble about it. There's seven. (laughs) So, so.
3: 811 followers on Instagram is what I'm seeing.
0: Oh, wow. It's It's gone. We've got one since this conversation happened. There you go. (laughs)
3: <laughs> fantastic well thank you so much you guys for coming on the show and we hope to have you back again
0: we have we have to do a call to action we do a call to action at the end of every show yes okay the, the call to action should be either my call to action or call to action and you guys can have a call to action and our audience member our audience listener can decide for themselves my call to action dear listener is to go to canadianpoliticsisboring.com's merch site and purchase for you or a loved one a seduced by ottawa t-shirt Reese, what's uh, your line you? is just just have a nap. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay.
3: I can get behind that one.
0: What are you guys' call to action? I'm going
3: to be boring, and I'm going to say go follow us and your podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. going to
3: say leave both podcasts a review, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all business here at the Just Watch yeah.
2: Podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank
3: you very much. If you want to keep up with us in between episodes, you can follow us at Just Watch Me Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Send us your thoughts and feelings about the show at justwatchmepodcast at gmail.com. And it really helps us if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. See you next week.